Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. And uh, Chris, we got Pepper Johnson, baby. How awesome was that? Yeah, was that a great interview or what? Oh, my How great God. Was <laughs> wow. Yeah, listen, uh, we, we knew Pepper was a fun guy. He liked to talk. He was like that as a player. He was like that as a coach, right? Yeah. Always talked to the media um, as a coach. Always spoke his mind, and and he basically did with us. Had a good time in him. You know, Peppers. You know, spoke about some stuff that happened when you know his little thing in the XFL, which we you know we were kind of grateful for, right? Yeah. Yep. First time he expressed what happened as a defensive coordinator of the LA team out, you know, in the XFL league, and and uh, Pepper actually saying this is the first time he's talked about it with anybody from the media, which was uh, that very was a, nice. That was that's what they call a get, baby. Nice job. That was awesome. Yeah. Yep. But I was good. I was good. But uh, we were happy. Me and you were happy. We thanked Pepper for that. I mean, he didn't have to do that. Um, but he did. Yeah. Um, went into some old fascinating stuff with Parcells, the old team. Um, yep. Um, went on to his coaching. You know, Belichick. We got into Belichick a little bit. You know, and listen, Jerry, you know, Parcells, of course, is a legend around here. You know, and his sidekick on those teams was Belichick. So, you know, it's good to get into him, too, because he played for him, you know. Uh, and Belichick was a big part of those teams too. So uh, some some fascinating stuff, right, from Peppa. It was awesome. Um, it was and, and look, man, we're we're blessed. Collins, Otis Anderson, Pepper Johnson, like these are names, <laughs> and they're talking to us. And yeah. it was it's it's incredible. It's great. The, the, you know the 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 thrill of it. You know we get such a bang out of it. You know we're still fans, and to be able to talk to these guys, these were heroes of ours, and for them to go on and and talk about their career, what they're doing. And then, like you said, like talking about the XFL to us, that was that was awesome. And then the Belichick and Parcells, you guys will hear it soon. We're dropping it with this. Uh, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Everybody, listen, Jerry, everybody <clears throat> had positive feedback about listening to the old players, right? Yeah. Um, and just, you know, just to tell everybody uh, that when training camp starts, you know, we're going to have some other guys, you know, that yeah. – or very, uh, should I say, very important in the Giant organization and the Giants media and broadcasting and all that. Uh, we're going to have people coming on in August, Jerry, um, talking about training camp, right? Yeah. What the team looks like, Joe Judge, the players, what's going on on the field. Um, now, you know, it might be a little, it's probably going to be tougher. We're going to get some players on to do, do the podcast with us, but now I'm not in the locker room. Nobody is. Yeah. So to speak to them on the side is... No, it's not going to happen now yeah. uh, this season because of the COVID virus. Um, so that might be difficult, but we're going to have other guests, right, Jerry? Yeah. And people are going to be, I think, are going to really like it. And, dude, shout out to Banks, your boy Banks, for hooking us up. I mean, that's – and that's you. I mean, your relationship with Banks and, you know, getting us in touch with Pepper Johnson. Talk about a thrill. Awesome. Great job by Banks. He's the man, so. Yeah, well, listen, thank you. know, I thank Carl and, and thank you again if he's listening, uh, if he listens. And um, so, yeah, that was very nice of him. Um, and we might have some more people. Pepper's still in touch with a lot of people from the 86 teams, the 90 teams, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> I even joked around about one guy who was pretty good linebacker on the team. You'll hear it at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that could ever happen, well, that would be something. But, you know, we're, we're trying, Jerry, the people really like listening. The people really like going down memory lane, right, Jerry? Yeah. Sixteen to ninety team. Yep. Um, I love it I'm, when these guys. I love it when they say, "You have time, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, dude, keep going." Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, love that. So, <laughs> you know, listen, we're gonna get 
uh, Mr. Banks down the road. Yeah. Uh, he's going to chat with us about, you know, training camp. And he'll chat with us about the old times, too. Um, you know, yep. um, I'll remind him how he blew the tackle on Randall Cunningham again. <laughs> um, nah, I'm only kidding. Uh, so, any, uh, we'll have some other guests I think people are going to really like, too, Jerry. You know, yeah. so good time, good things. But speaking of training camp, I guess we could get into it a little bit, right? Yeah, it's upon us, buddy. Um, next week, the squad reports, the full squad. Yep. Um, they're going to have to get tested. Go back in quarantine a few days, do some virtuals, yeah. get tested again like the rookies and quarterbacks are doing, uh, have done. I should say they did it yesterday. Um, and then you're going to have to get tested. And if that comes back negative, you know, the team could start to work out. They stretch. You know, there's no nobody's going on a practice field. Right. Uh, probably, Jerry, I would say the second week of August as far as an actual training camp practice. Well, so that's when you think it'll start, huh? That's what it looks like. It's yeah. going to be an acclimation period. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there was no OTAs. There was no mandatory mini camp and yep. all that. Yep. And listen, Jerry, there's no preseason games. So there's yeah. no you know, there's no rush to get into game shape for, you know, to, to play 30 snaps or 20 snaps, whatever it might be for guys, you know, uh, against live action. So there's plenty of time to get into football shape. There'll be scrimmages, I'm sure, you know, uh, as, as the camp progresses. There's going to be contact. There's like 16, I think, contact practices you're allowed, or 14, whatever it might be, and um, to get ready for that steal of game. So now we'll see where this takes us, Jerry, you know, as far as when the tests come back. You know, there's going to be – now just – I just read on Twitter that it looks like the owners have approved the practice squad to 16 players. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, owners are working with the players in a lot of things here. You know, um, you're going to need that, Jerry. Because, yeah. listen, it's going to happen. I mean, you know, you're watching the Yankees and Nationals yesterday, and what happened, the Nationals lose their star player, right, a day before yeah. a game to COVID. Yep. So if you think that's not going to happen to the Giants or, or NFL teams around the league, you know, you're living in another world. Yeah, it's you know? weird. Oh. It's weird. On the one hand, the rookies are at a disadvantage, but on the other, they're extending the practice squad that that big. It's it's a, it's better for them, right? And it's it's almost right. like there's more opportunities now. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Uh, at first, it yep. was oh my god, these rookies, you feel bad. Now it's wow, they're probably if, if you if you show anything, you're going to make the team. So you know, good for them, good for the NFL doing the right thing there. Yeah, yeah. It went from like you said, Jerry, like undrafted free agents is going to be like oh my god, they're going to get hurt bad, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so now you got 16 slots where, like you said, if a guy's looking really good in scrimmages and practice and all that, right. You keep them, right, Jerry? You yep. put them on a practice squad, yep. you know? Yep. And then, you you know, and then, you know, listen, guys are going to be out, man. It's going to happen. You know that, Jerry. It's going to happen. Guys are during the season, maybe before the steal of the game, who comes up positive and boom, somebody's got to step up for them, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to have to be active, you know, activated off the practice squad and all that or whatever it might be, man. You, so that was a good move by the NFL um, with the 16 players. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Necessary. Yep. Necessary. Necessary and and – I'm happy for the rookies because there's a lot of dreamers out there who all of a sudden now will make an NFL squad. And when you're on the practice squad, you know, you're available to other teams. So that's uh, that's good stuff. So now, Jerry, to get into something a little bit, you know, there's going to be zero preseason games. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I put it on Twitter. I don't think it was a good move. Right. Um, I, I to me, you know. Uh, the Victor Cruz's undrafted figures, like guys that could surprise. Okay, I know the practice squad's expanded, but but you know coaches want to see it against competition, right? So right. this really hurts guys. Another thing, they just don't get into football game shape. 
Right. I, I'm so I'm sorry. You're just not going to mean football. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, me, the way the way coaches have been treating starters over the last few years, they're not in, they're not in game shape or they're not as it's not as a clean of a of a product until late September. So the time frame's extended for that. So go ahead, man. Right, right, exactly. And uh, you know, and you see, you know, some coaches decide not to play starters. Okay, and you know what? Some of those teams didn't come out sharp in the first few weeks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And if you know you in this game and 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 football, man, you have to get in some some kind of game shape. So you're not going to see that. I I really believe one game. Okay, I understand. No more four. No more three. Right. Me personally, I was hoping for two. Yeah. Okay, but at least one, Jerry. At yeah. least one to get some live action. You know. Yep. Um. So. That's not going to happen now, and I really believe that those games in September are going to be sloppy, man, and a lot of missed tackling and you know a lot of sloppy football. Yeah, everything that a lot of fans complain about now in football, you're going to see a lot of it early on. You're going to see a lot of missed tackles, like you said, sloppy play, bad route running, timing, all that stuff, and you just it's hard to replicate game speed, right? I mean, if there's no preseason yeah. games, and I don't love preseason games, but I don't mind them. You know, I'm one of those fans who's like, you know what? I'm going to watch every game, try to find that diamond in the rough and see if they make the team. So I get why they're not doing it, but you're, the, the product will suffer. Like you said. Yeah. Listen, I, I get it too, Jerry. I understand the thinking, you know, um, yeah. I was just hoping that maybe to play one, you right, know, right. Get some hitting, you know, live hitting against another Jersey and yeah. all that. But it's, but this is a very, very different season. So um, yeah, we have to, you know, you have to deal with it, move on. And it's, I guess, sort of like a college football, right, Jerry? There's no ex, there's no preseason games in college. Yeah. They just they just start right up, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the only difference is is that the Giants start up against an AFC contender. In college, you more or less likely start up against a team you're going to destroy. I'm talking about the real good schools, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to destroy the first week. Um, well, look but, look on the bright side. No terrible towels Monday night. So, we got that no. going for us. No terrible towels Monday night. Yeah, you know, but I tell you what, Jerry. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna kind of miss that in a way of fans and you know. What no, I, mean? I know, I know. And and the Steeler fans waving their towel, you know, the fans coming in and traveling. It's 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 gonna be very strange, man. You know, I don't know if you watched baseball yesterday, Jerry, but very it, weird. It was weird, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the guys talking on the field like it's a street game, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's straight now. Will you get used to it? Sure. We're all going to get used to it. I'm sure after baseball, after three, four, a week, whatever it might be, well, all right, I'm used to it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But football, um, it's just, it's going to be strange. It's going to be different, you know? I wonder so, how loud the hitting is going to be without without a crowd there, too, and what they're yelling. And, and you know, hmm. I wonder how much they, <laughs> wonder if there's going to be curse fines. I, I can't, I just, it's such a, a more intense game and hitting sure. each other. It's a, uh, wow, I wonder what they're going to do about that. They're going to pump in. They're probably going to f- pump in fake crowd noise for the TV, I, for television. Well, I, I mean, that's what they're doing in baseball. Yeah, right, right. I would imagine that's what they're going to do, too. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so they you block know? out the, uh, you know, the bad language. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're going to see the home team when they get a first down. You're going to hear that crowd noise or the, the crowd. Yeah, like you said, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just to make it seem like it's somewhat, even to even to the players a little bit, Jerry, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you hear it at the baseball stadiums, right? Yep. The Yankees play the music when you know when it's the third out, and oh, you know the crowd roars when it's a hit. You know the so-called yeah. crowd roars, and I'm sure you're going to see that. They try to, they actually want to get a little, a little normalcy for the players too. You know, yeah, right, right. Because these guys have been used to this for forever. You know, yeah, otherwise it feels like a scrimmage. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. so um, <laughs> it's going to be unique, man. But training camp, it looks like we'll go off. Yeah. 
Uh, they're working out some final details money-wise, which, of course, could always hold up something, right? Yeah. Uh, so when they get that squared away, it seems like the players and the owners are trying to get on the same page, unlike baseball for a while, you know? Yeah. Where they were at each other's throats, the union yep. and the owners. Uh, they, the football owners and the union, you know, and the players seem to be trying to work this out as far as money-wise, you know. Right. So, uh, another subject, buddy. Marcus Golden's back, or almost yes. back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marcus has to sign. He's now Giants property. Yeah. Uh, but he has to sign the tender, right? right. He has to right. sign the tender, which I don't see any reason why. Yeah. He wouldn't. Why wouldn't he? Right. Right. I mean, if he doesn't, he has to wait 10 games to be a free agent, get picked up by somebody else. I mean, why would you do that? He liked it here, you know? Yeah. Um, he loved the organization. He liked the organization a lot. I know that for a fact from talking to him. Yeah. Um, and he's going to make $4.1 million, uh, you know, and then he'll take it after the season. He'll have to, you know, do what he has to do. Uh, a guy who had, what, 10 and a half sacks last year, Jerry, yeah. right? Yep. Double-digit sacks. Yep. Uh, now... He's going to be over there on that edge with, uh, you know, Kyla Frackrell and X-Men and uh, Lorenzo Carter and, and all, all that. All of a sudden, the pass rush looks better with Golden there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I tell you what, Jerry, I don't want to bounce around, but just quickly about the interview with Peppa. Yeah. I know Peppa gave some fascinating insight on Lenny Williams, which I'm not going to get into anymore. Yes. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> you know, but um, people... I think you're going to really find it a little interesting what Pepper says about Leonard Williams. If anybody forgets, Leonard coached, uh, excuse me, Pepper coached Leonard Williams with the Jets. Yes. So uh, that's all I'm going to get into because I'm thinking about the defensive line and the yeah, edge. Jump around and, all you want, man. Good stuff. Yeah, so I think that I think people will find out very interesting what he says about Leonard Williams. Yep. You know, I did, Jerry. I don't know about you, but I did. Oh, it was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Marcus Golden. I hey, mean, let's Jerry, be let's be honest. He could have been talking about like flowers and i would have been like no oh, pepper it's this is great love it buddy but no it was actually very interesting yeah sorry yeah yeah no it was <laughs> so um yeah listen marcus golden if he could get anywhere near those 10 sacks again jerry what a bonus right i mean come on oh, you know forget about it and we'll see what happens as far as with x-man second year and you know carter his key third year now you know yep and scheme wise what patrick graham and, and, is and going psyched to. about the rookies too man coughlin brown like this could be fun to watch you know and it's uh yeah, to to have Golden back, it, it's it's like it's almost solidified that you have a a threat of a pass rush now, and not that not that O'Shane Simmons wasn't going to take the next step because we think he is. We think right. we're predicting a ten sack season for him or close to. Um, but then you 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 bring in Collar Fackrell, like you said, and these young guys who are hungry. And all of a sudden, this could be a lot of fun to watch, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, Gettleman keeps talking about you know sacks by committee, right? Yeah. And well, this is what it's going to have to be. So yeah. could it happen? Yeah. Listen, Judge saw it up in New England for years, dude. Right. After Chandler Jones left, it was sacked by committee up there for years. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll see. I mean, that's what the Giants are going to have to do. Guys are going to have to get four sacks here, six sacks there, who's nine sacks there and all that. You know, slot blitzes, corners, whatever Graham's going to you know, draw up, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I. I I'm looking forward to Jerry. I'm looking forward. I think it's going to be very interesting with Golden back. Um, I know a lot of people are very concerned about right, who's going to get to the quarterback. Are we going to get pressure? I think it's going to be a little bit more than you think, Jerry. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be. I'm excited about the potential of it. So, mm -hmm. um, what else do we want to cover early on before we get to Peppa? Um, 
Oh, the uh, the uh, the Washington team doesn't really have a name yet. We can talk about that for one minute if you want. <laughs> the Washington football team. And I said, kudos to Mike Advensky in his column, the NFC's yeah. roundup. He yeah. called it the Washington football team. I said, wow, Mike, <laughs> who knew you nailed it? Good job, buddy. So Yeah, yeah. Listen, a lot of people ask about DeAndre Baker's yeah. situation. Don't know anything. You know, everything's still pending. Right. You know, um, I'm sure everybody's getting the uh, insider by now, the newspaper, and um, – Kind of threw in there something about you know the competition if Bake is not around, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, be Bill, Love, whoever's gonna you know, you think it's Love? I think it might be Bill. We'll see. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, but there's gonna be some competition, uh, you know, uh, out there, uh, some slot competition, Jerry. Yep. You know, Don A. Holmes, Julian Love might be moved over there. You know. Yeah. Uh, Coley Balancing to be in the mix for the outside too. Yep. You know, I fully expect X uh, McKinney, X two, I'm gonna call him, and yeah. Peppers as the starting safeties and then, uh, you know, whatever they draw, whoever wins the jobs on the outside in the slot, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jerry, I also thought, I don't know if it surprised you when you read it, you are the editor when I sent it in, did it surprise you? I did a little Ryan Connolly, David Mayo competition, you know, a little, I was more surprised at picking Sam Beal on the outside, but then you, you put love in the slot. So that, that was fine. Right. Cause um, I, I first read Sam Beal. I was like, wait, what? And then I saw the slot. Okay, Chris, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, I put love like in two different spots, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, listen, Connolly, Mayo, you know, uh, next to Blake Martinez, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's see what Connolly looks like in camp. Supposedly he's like near or at 100%. Yeah. Uh, we will find that out soon, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, listen, uh, you know, training camp coverage for everybody who follows – you know, on Twitter, going to be a little different. Um, not going to be able to tweet right from the minute they <laughs> execute a play or whatever. It's yeah, li- have... listen up to this, folks. This is important. Yeah, it's going to be a little change this year uh, as far as people used to be saying, okay, uh, Jones just hit Shepard on a slant. Look, good play. You know, now that's not going to happen. Uh, we're not allowed. We're not going to be allowed to tweet what's happening on the field until after the practice, okay? Right. Uh, unless that changes by uh, by the time camp comes, but it seems like you know the new coach Joe Judge kind of wants everything on on social media to be out there after the practice is over. So uh, that's where we're at right now. So how Belichickian, right, buddy? Well, yeah, you know, listen, I... <laughs> uh, Saban. Oh my God! How I mean, all you when I saw that in my email, all I could think of was Belichick slash Saban, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see, you know, things have been changing as far as what we're doing with the media and coverage. Uh, as of right now, uh, we'll be there every, you know, mostly every training camp practice. Uh, that's yeah. what they're allowing us to do, uh, for the giant insider, you know, and, and like 11 other people, um, daily, you know, the daily beat writers and all that. So, uh, hey, we're fortunate. Hey, by the way, buddy, that's an exclusive group. Good job by you. Oh, no, stop. I mean, uh, no. I'm kidding, thanks. man. I'm like, oh, I'm serious. Good, good stuff. You, but, yeah, we were lucky. We were fortunate enough not to be um, allowed, you know, to the daily practices, the training camp practices. Um, um, so, uh, unless something changes again, you know. But um, yeah. right now, the Gi- listen, Jerry, um, the Giants are not perfect, the organization. Nobody is. Right. But I can tell you one thing, my man. They go head over heels. To give us access, yeah, right. This organization uh, that that includes the players, coaches, assistant coaches, yeah, 
water boys, yeah. guys putting up the goalposts. You know, you know what I mean. You know, so yeah. I mean, they give us access to everybody, and they're trying, Jerry, their best. They are trying their best um, to do as much as they could under these circumstances. Plus, they, they, feed, they feed you, and not all teams feed you, right? Like Jason Jason Leach always says, they, they feed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they always feed us, which is very important, you know? <laughs> Free food's always good. No, no so, you know, uh, they they are trying to, as we speak, Yeah. you know, our friend, you know, Pat Hanlon, director, yeah. you know, the, in charge of public relations, and his staff, who are all class acts yeah. under them. Um, I know them all, obviously, and they're all good people, and they are trying their best, Jerry, to give us as much as they could under these circumstances. You so you, you brought up the newspaper and the coverage and Twitter. Uh, I guess it's a good time to point out that our, our website now, guys, is going to be in the 21st century, uh, thegiantinsider.com. Check it out. Put in your emails. It's all we ask. Put in your emails so that we can hit you up with some emails. Um, and Chris will be... When he's at practice, we'll be able to link stories now to it. So you'll see on Twitter a quick link. We'll put that out there, and then it'll link to the website. So it's not completely ready yet, but what is ready is go to go to www.thegiantinsider.com, like we always say to go to and subscribe. But just put in at least put in your email so that we can hit you up, and then we'll uh, we'll have a lot of different things on it um, this year. So starting in training camp and then the regular season. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, the uh, the American sports media did a hell of a job um, kind of bringing this up to date. So we're pretty psyched about that. So, yes. And I want to thank them. Uh, very good job. Thank you very much for building that and making us uh, job a little easier, I guess, Jerry, right. It'll make it more interesting. Put it down. Yeah. Yeah. More fun and, and more information, right? Not just, not just, um, you know, Chris doesn't have to write 700 tweets that he links together to describe things. You know, it, it's can actually write like a quick story rather than, right. you know, so, um, so following I, 12 tweets in a row. So. Right. And I know football fans, the followers, especially at training camp time, they try to get as much information as they could get, right? Yep. And we'll try to give as much information um, as we could give, Jerry, right? So. Yep. Anything else before we get to Pepper? No. Um, listen, uh, we'll talk next week, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, and we'll have a little bit more of what's going on training camp-wise and practices and all that. So uh, enjoy the Pepper Johnson. Um, who was a legendary giant, I guess you could say, right, Jerry? He's he's one oh, of yeah, them. Oh yeah, absolutely. That he's linebackers go. He's top, top yep. seven, top eight linebackers in history of the uh, the franchise. Yep. So enjoy the Pepper interview. I think everybody's going to really like it. So good stuff. All right, guys, enjoy two-time Super Bowl champion Pepper Johnson. Pepper Johnson, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast, man. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Unbelievable. So, just uh, so point of reference for you, Chris and I run the uh, the Giant Insider newspaper Twitter account. Chris is the beat writer, and uh, more importantly, buddy, we are longtime fans of the New York Football Giants. So that's the perspective we come with. Nice, Peppa. Thank you very much. My honor. Absolutely, Peppa. How you doing, big man? I am doing well. I am doing well. What about you guys? <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Stand masked up. Yeah. Me and Jerry, yes, yes, we are. Yes. First off, Pepper, is everybody safe? How did you and your family and all that make it through this? Co- I should say, coping with this, uh, with the COVID and all that. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're we're fighting the fight that everybody is doing. You know, it's 
it's hard. I have an 11-year-old daughter. It's, it's hard to, you know, keep her in the house and stuff. She want to see her friends. Yeah. And it's, um, I have grandkids that I, I can't go see. But, you know, we portal, we FaceTime as much as possible, and I miss them. But other than that, we're doing okay. Where are you, Pepper? What uh, what location are you? What city? I'm I'm actually in, in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Yep. Peppa. <laughs> All right, Peppa. Listen, we have a, you know, we have a, we have a you know a lot of younger kids, you know, listening. Um, some didn't see you play. Most of them all know about you and all that. So before, tell us, you know, how you got the nickname Peppa. Uh, yeah. Suppose he was from the ant or something like that. And this is why this is why we're partners. That was the literally the first. We, we, Chris and I did not talk about one question, and that was my first question because so many young listeners. Chris, great job, buddy. Sorry, go ahead, Pepper. Yeah, I was um, it was a misunderstanding. I was two years old, and I um, I love cereal. I still eat cereal a lot today, <laughs> and I put pepper on my cereal. Nice. Uh, my aunt, my aunt was uh, it was I guess it was her task, and she she heard about it, so she fixed me a bowl of cornflakes, and um, she sprinkled a little sugar on top of it. You know, back then, with regular cornflakes, no not frosted flakes, but regular cornflakes, no sugar. Sprinkled a little sugar on it, and I always added more. So. I guess I I reached um, like sideways, still looking at her to see if she was looking, because she she turned away, and I grabbed the pepper shaker instead <laughs> of the, the sugar shaker, and I sprinkled the pepper on it. So she saw me sprinkle the pepper on it. So she was all determined to make me eat the bowl of cereal regardless, even though if I wanted to, you know, to turn it back in, she wasn't going to let me. But I ate the whole bowl. And asked her for more. And <laughs> getting the story, you know, from my aunt, uh, older, I asked my mother, like, okay, so what did you call me before <laughs> two years old, before Pepper? And my mother can't even tell me. She don't even remember talking about she, all kinds of things. Hey, you know, <laughs> she didn't say anything. She said everything but Thomas and then but, or Pepper. So, Pepper's Peppa. stuck with me ever since. Pe- hey, hey, Pep, there is so many giant fans, trust me on this, that don't even know your real first name. <laughs> yeah, right. They just yeah, know you exactly. as Peppa, right? Do you well, come across I, that I, Yes, <laughs> I, that's what it leads into another story. Like, when, when they, did, they did a segment on me and some players around the league that was going in, in 90, 1990, there was um, – um, like going to players, uh, uh, high school, elementary schools, and stuff like that, and and talking to them and trying to get you know some background and a little dirt and and you know who was these guys that you know came from there and they went to my elementary first and was talking about me and this that and another and they knew they, they, someone felt like the the question the, the answers was so bland you know, for me. And they was just like, yeah, he was a good student. Yeah, so he, yeah, he did that well. Blah, blah, blah. So they said cut, but they really didn't cut the camera. The camera was still rolling. So they said, hey, um, do you know who we're talking about when we say Thomas Johnson? <laughs> like, oh, 
I, I really don't, but I didn't want to, you know, say anything bad uh, about the kid. And he said, um, does, does Pepper help? What? Pepper? <laughs> and they got, like, the same response from my elementary teacher, from uh, a couple of my high school teachers. It was the, it was the same thing. So they kind of they rolled with it. They rolled with it, and no no one ever called me Thomas. Oh, but my my sister, my sister calls me uh, one of my sisters. She calls she calls me Tom every now and then because on all my um, high school awards, they you know all American and all that stuff. They put Tom Johnson, right? And so my sister every now and then, well, she you know she calls herself picking at me. She calls me Tom. Good stuff. Peppa, Jerry, quick, just one quick story, Jerry, before you get into your question for yeah, Peppa. Good. Ready? Yeah. So, Pep, just something quick. I'm at training camp last year, and we're watching. I'm watching Ryan Connolly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry doesn't even know the story, Pep. Um, it, it just it hit me just now. So he loses his helmet <clears throat> on a play, and I started messing with a few <clears throat> fellow writers next to me, saying, "Oh, he's got he's got a lot of Tommy Johnson in him." No response. Yeah. Pepper, listen to this. No response, right? So I did it again. I said, I look over. I'm not going to name the person. I look over and I go, little Tommy Johnson and that, and that young man, Connolly. Huh? Pepper, ready? They look. The person looks at me and goes, oh, Chris, I got to ask you, who are you talking about? I go, some guy named Pepper Johnson. They're like, oh, that's right. Hell, nice. <laughs> so nobody in knows you as Tom Johnson. It's just strictly Pepper. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jerry. Yeah, good stuff, man. Um, Pepper, you know, I, I, we remember the 1986 draft, and it was one of Young's probably best one, right? Um, he drafted you. I would and, say. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right. He, dra- he drafted you and Mark Collins in the second round. He also took Greg Lasker. I mean, explain your, your process of coming to the Giants and, and what the draft was like for you. Did, did Young call you? Did Parcells call you? What, what was that experience like? <laughs> Um, no one really called me. I, um, after the first round and the start of the second round, uh, we, I, I was over like my second father's house, Ron Grenadier. And when I, when I didn't get a call, matter of fact, the Philadelphia Eagles picked Alonzo Johnson and, you know, back then they went into a commercial break and, after the break, you didn't know um, yeah. who was, you know, I mean, during the break, you didn't know who they, they picked. And I, we just heard Johnson, so we stayed for that. So it came up Alonzo Johnson. We we actually left the house and went um, went out to dinner and just said, you know, skip whatever, you know, if you get drafted, uh, whenever I get drafted, I get drafted. Because no one, uh, back then it was like, um, Get, you get the phone call when you're a first rounder, but the second rounders, it, you know, no one told you whether you're going to get a phone call or not. Right. And when we, the phone call we got, because Ron ended up telling some friends that continued to watch the draft that we wanted to leave and, um, you know, just get, and get out of the house, that a friend of ours called the restaurant and told him that I got drafted by the Giants. <laughs> Too funny, and I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know. And, and you know, and the Giants was the team that I wanted to go to. So yeah. um, it was, you know, it's a blessing. But we, 
you know, as soon as we left out of the house, I guess when, while we was in the car, you know, back then it wasn't, uh, no one had the cell phones. So, right. Right. man, how, time, how times have changed, man. If, t- times have changed. If you, you know, the, the caliber player you were in, li- in, in college, you know, you're picked in the second round now. It's, I mean, it's, it's national news. It's just, it's incredible how times have changed. It's all. Yes. Yes. But I, I, hey, I was, I was um, excited. Yep. I was very excited to get the opportunity to, to come to New York. You, you know, I heard so much about New York City, um, and I love, you know, watching Harry Carson and, like I said, Vim Pelt and yeah. those guys uh, play, of course, Lawrence. And, I, you know, just being a part, I wanted to learn from those guys, and I got the opportunity to learn from, from Harry Carson, which is a beautiful thing. Yep. Peppa. Um, you come, the Giants lose a tough playoff game in 85, and now you get drafted in 86. And, of course, you walk into a locker room, Pep, with LT, Carson, like you just said, LT, and then you got called that that big Mama Lou called Banks, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, I like to break his chops all the time, but you got Banks. So, Pep, I have to ask you, dude, you know, here's a team that, Work hard in the offseason. They feel they're going to make a run. They, they feel this is going to be the year. You walk into the locker room. Can you describe that feeling a little bit, walking in with these? Well, you know, you got one legend, uh, two legends, LT and Carson. Banks is a legend in the making. Um, how did that feel, walking into that locker room? Well, let me let me start off with it. First of all, I, I signed later than everybody else. <laughs> I, of course, I was off a routine. And I, when I, when I signed in, during training camp, um, we kind of, we kind of went straight into, uh, I mean, I had to go right um, to training camp. We went to Atlanta. Um, so I, yeah, I go and do the expand. We practiced with Atlanta for a little bit. We played them in the, in the preseason game. And I came, you know, was when we come back home, right. um, I'm thinking I, you know, after a week, I'm, I'm thinking I pretty much, you know, I got this defense. I learned a lot when we, you know, came to rookie camp and stuff, and I felt like I had it. So uh, after a couple of weeks, Marcel's um, gave the the players the the evening off from night meeting, right? Okay. You still had a curfew, but we got what you know, players was off from night meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And all the guys, we stayed in like a suite. The, the dorm rooms was like a suite, so it was the linebacker suite, right? So I'm watching all these guys from. Um, well, Perry and LT was already gone because I guess they got the news early. And I'm watching all the guys leave out, Byron Hunt, you know, Robbie. And um, so I'm, I'm like, you know, I guess, uh, you know, gets, just getting dressed. And Carl Banks walked past my, my door and he looks at me. Now, Carl and I already have history because I was being recruited by Michigan State. But he was still there and he has oh, a. Yeah. You guys, of course, from Detroit. So we already had history, so I already knew Carl. So he took me under his wing, um, and he so he stopped and he he came back to my uh, to my in my room and he said, um, "What you doing?" I'm like, hey, "Man, I don't. I'm, I'm going out." He was like, "Going out where?" He was like, "I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere. You know, we got the night out." Okay. Carl looked at me and then he said. Um, do you know all your defenses? You know what you're doing in all the defenses? And I'm like, yep, yeah, yes, I do. And then, then he <laughs> said, you know what everybody else is doing? 
and my chin just dropped. I just, <laughs> I was like, oh goodness, because Carl Newman, you know, like he knows that um, I, I wanted to be the best inside linebacker. I wanted to be a very good. I knew it was, you know, it was high expectations and everything, and and I. I heard Willie Lanier, I had a, read a quote from Willie Lanier that um, the inside linebacker is the, the quarterback of the defense. Yeah, right, So right. Uh, Carl knew that. And, and so that's when he asked me that question. And I didn't quite know what everybody was doing in detail because I knew Carl was going to dig deeper. He was yeah. going to dig deeper. So I right. just immediately, you know, I, I, if I would have had on a tie, I would have took my tie off. You know, I didn't have on a tie, but I was, I just I, I just immediately grabbed the playbook and I was in my playbook all you know for the rest of the night, um, and and that's how those guys that's how those guys um, brought me up. Uh, Lawrence, um, Harry Carson, they did not call me Pepper. Not once. I was rookie. <laughs> I was rook the whole season. I don't right. care if we was at the facility. I don't care if we was on the football field. Off the linebacker night out, it, it, it didn't matter. I was always rook. Every now and then they said pup. I was excited. I was like, maybe they is coming. Pup sounds like pep, but they, I was I was rook the whole year. They that's how they treated me the whole time. But what do you say? What can you do? I mean, those like you guys said, it was legends, and so I have to respect the legends. And then right after the Super Bowl. Harry finally, you know, he started calling. He's still today. He still calls me Raising Hell because of my license plates. I had, when I rolled right. up there, I had the license plates then. Oh, nice. Raising Hell. Right. Run DMC group. Yep. <laughs> good stuff, well, man. Uh, I was going to – Yeah, good. Okay, great. Just one quick check. One second. You know, Pepper Banks tells a story. When he was a rookie in 84, Harry Carson looked at him the first time he saw him and said, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard this story. Uh, Harry, um, a lot of people don't know, but Harry was a bit of a prankster. You know, he he found a way to get guys and you know enjoy himself. You know, and that that was a, that was a good thing about him because when he was out there on the football field um, between the lines, there was no play in him. Yeah. You don't even think about trying to joke with him. Yep. That's why, you know, on the, the the first time when he did the whole Gatorade thing, I was, you know, I, I my I read that as uh, see that's that's him and Parcells' relationship, right. you know, right? Um, and I thought, you know, that was just a, that was a beautiful thing. Then he did it again, and I was like, uh oh. Then he tried, <laughs> you know, with the games and playing around with it and stuff like that. I was like, wait a minute, Gary is showing this outside of the locker room, you know, outside of. Right. Of the rooms, but um, uh, like, like I said, we grew into a, a wonderful relationship. So, Giant fans always think of you as one of Parcells guys, right? And, and especially from I'd say '88 on, really, like the '90 team. They think they, they think of that Giant defense. You're one or two first names that that pop up. How did that come about? Like, when did Parcells take to you? Was it your rookie year? Was it second, third year? Like, when did you become that guy? for Parcells and on this defense? Well, you know what? Um, um, you're really talking to a crazy person <laughs> because I, uh, I am, I, I, I thought I blew 
my opportunity with Bill Parcells. I thought I, twice, twice I thought I blew my, my opportunity. Um, my a, a rookie year, um, it, we, was on, we was on kick return, and I'm coming off the field, and Parcells has this way, and I'm quite sure you guys know this, that he has this way of standing in, your, in the line of where you're coming off the field where he – with, you know, people that are screwed up, yeah, yeah. Right. he he say things, you know, he get in their face and then he says things, you know. All right. All right. So um, I already witnessed the, the LT deal with uh, um, um, our, our rushers, rushing both outside linebacks together when Lawrence didn't supposed to rush. <laughs> and then, he, you know, Marcel said, hey, you know you're supposed to rush. And he was like, what? You know you're supposed to rush. He was like, Better put that defense in, yeah. and Wednesday <laughs> Belichick had the defense in with over those guys rush. Uh, him and Carl were rush, but anyway, so he stood in in my line of fire of, of walking off the field, and he said, uh, "You need to get your block." So of course, you know, I did the the rookie deal, the, the smart freshman. And I looked over my shoulder like he's not talking to me. Yeah, you five two. Uh, you get your block. And I said, I got my, I got my block. Yeah, I said, get your block. And, and I cursed back at ourselves. And I was like, I had my different block. And, and, and I blocked my guy well, you know. Right. But he, I know Parcells know and see every freaking thing. So now I'm thinking, what if you blocked the wrong person? Right. I blocked the mess out of him, but I, but I think I blocked the wrong guy. So now he got me thinking that I blocked the wrong guy for the, the rest of the day. Thank God we won the ball game. <laughs> and that Monday morning when I came in, I'm, you know, he always sat in my chair. He always sat in my, on my stool because my stool was closest to the meeting room. And, right. and plus, it was right next to Maurice Carson. So he would sit right there, right into time, and he would roll and, you know, go into the meeting room. And I came in, and I saw him, you know, it was already routine, and I seen him there, and I was like, oh, here it go. How am I going to tell my mother? And he was like, you, come here. <laughs> so I go in the back, and I'm, I'm, I, I tell you, I'm like a three-year-old that knew that he, he should not have... Um, got a piece of candy or went in the cookie jar or something. Right, right. He sat me down first off, blah, 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 blah. He laid it to me and, you know, telling me, oh, don't you ever curse at me, don't you, you know, da, 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 da. And I'm like, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I'm, you know, I kept my head down. And then he was like, and then he apologized and said, I got my block. As a matter of fact, it was a good block and this, that, and other. And I, and I looked up at him, I was like, man. All right. <laughs> you know, because you didn't have to do that. You didn't right. have to do that. Right. Yeah. But then, um, as soon as I told Maurice, Maurice said, well, I bet you won't tell the whole team. The whole team heard him curse you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you can't win, you know, what I, what I got. You can't win. Um, That's my, my my first Bill Parcells story. But, um, you know, good story. They, they warned him to me. But, then I, if that wasn't bad enough, comes to me in 88, you know, Gary and George is 
um, yeah, that's signing. Right. That yep. was their last year. Yep. Right. And he tells me, uh, you know how he, I'm quite sure you heard it from a few guys, a lot of guys before that your shows. And he would he would single you out, he'd get you in the corner or something, and start a conversation. And he tells me he want me, he want to build a relationship with me, a friendship with me. And the first thing comes out of my mouth, Detroit comes out of my mouth. I'm like, <laughs> eh, coach, I don't know. I don't, you know, we become we become friends and then I get carried away, and you you might say something to me and criticize me, and then um, I try to jump back, and, and I, so I don't know if you might can take some of my jokes. Right. And he he, he looked around, he was that's kind of, and he was like, freaking, you know, he didn't say it, but he was like, are you freaking kidding me? And then I and then it dawned on me, I'm like how are you not accepting this man telling you he want to have a relationship with you and you're saying, no, I don't want to be close friends. I want to go. Oh, my bad. I, I, I told him I wanted to keep the coach and player relationship right. because I know how I am. And then I, I actually added on and told him that, um, like my, like I gave him this scenario of, of um, me and my friends playing basketball I said the guy took a jump shot, and then I cursed, you know, I cursed him out about um, quit shooting the ball if he ain't gonna make it. And, he, and the guy, and my friend, told me um, if I get the damn rebound and give it to him again, he's gonna make it. You know, yeah. but that's how we play. You know, and that's right. Uh, uh, you know, a person my age and a person with the same um, basketball IQ or whatever. Right. Ourselves, I can't have that relationship with him. That's the whole thing. But I, but I, I witnessed that with him and LT and Harry and, and Banks was, you know, Banks was, Banks was a little um, chummy with with Belichick than he was with with Parcells. But they had a relationship too. I'm the only man that's out. <laughs> but I, my crazy butt would not is I, I actually I mean two minutes two minutes of dumbfounded just came out of my mouth right. uh, to this guy to this man's um that's and I and I tried to get it back I tried to get it back but I didn't know how to say hey now coach hey I grew up and now I want to have a relationship with you you know how Parcells would have killed yeah. me <laughs> he would have ran that all over. Yep. Oh goodness! But uh, we—I mean—we kind of squashed the. And I talked about it, and he said he—he he don't know what I was trying to say, didn't understand it. But you know, we still had a relationship. Nice, Pepper. Pepper, do you feel that Parcells gained a enormous respect for you when you walked off that field today, and he kind of threw a curse over your shoulder, and he wound up being wrong? You were blocking him because Parcells is a fiery Jersey guy, as you know, of course. And he's the type yeah. of guy who loved fiery players, man. And do you think deep down inside he kind of gained a little respect for you when you did that? Um, yeah, because you know, I he Parcells. One of the things like he he always made you feel like like um, you were you still do. I mean, I still talk to him now, um, at least once a month or something. Uh, you know, I shoot him a text and how you doing? Oh, wow. um, and he, he makes you 
feel like uh, like you're that special guy, and and you're you're his favorite, and and especially then. Now, as of late, you know, you, he started talking about uh, the family portrait, and there's a couple of people that made the family portrait that I don't <laughs> I don't know if I want to be on the family portrait, but. <laughs> Uh, no, but anyway, he, he was—he uh, uh, always made you feel special. It's like, hey, man, I don't want to tell Mark Collins and Eric Howard how Parcells pulled me over to the side and said this, that, and other, you know. And eventually, talking to Mark, he, he did Mark the same way. Talking to Eric Howard, he did Eric Howard the same way. Yeah. Talking to Eric Dorsey, he did him the same way. That—that that was him. That was him. He's a. He, he he really is a great person. He he he, he cares. Um, he, he always and still today, you know, he asked about my mother. Go when we did take a gap from from talking to each other. The first thing he'd say, "How's your mother? Do? How's Maxine?" And I'm like, "Wow, this guy still remembers my mother's name." And he asks about my right. son and all this stuff like that. And it's, it's it's amazing. And the, but but of course you say, hey, you know, I'm getting old, and I don't I'm old. My, my head don't work like it used to. Like, what are you talking about? You just <laughs> yeah, right. You just reeled off my my mother's name, you know, and my son, and, and stuff like that, and asked about him or whatever. And um, he has always been an amazing guy. You know, he he's definitely what Pepper Johnson needed. Like I I love the. The Bobby Knights, you know, my right. friends always argue, hey, you couldn't have played some Bobby Knight. Yes, I would. Just right. don't mess up. Yeah. And if you mess up, yeah, you know, it's Bobby Knight. He's going to throw a chair yeah. at you, you know, okay, yeah, just, just get out of the way. Right. <laughs> so it was, just, it was the same. It was, you know, it was, that was Parcells. You know, um, if he starts screaming at you, uh, you know, really did something wrong. So let's let's try to shorten those those mistakes so he don't have to scream at you. so you, and then tell the whole yeah. team yeah you, you brought I'm sorry, up go ahead. No, no go ahead man you, you brought up uh, belichick before and i was always wondering this what's the difference the main difference with how he treats you from a player to an assistant coach like what are, is there different expectations i mean obviously coaching and playing are different but just his attitude towards his assistants versus his players or is he the same i always wondered that well, uh, I kind of seen um, like two different Belichicks. Okay. You know, when, when I first got hired on, I was I was no different than the Pepper Johnson that was playing for him. You know, yeah, right. and was following him around the league. Um, then it's it's kind of the same thing. What I just said about Parcells. If yeah. you you mess around and screw up, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get screamed at like the rest of the coaches because I used to laugh at him, um, cursing out the other coaches or calling them morons or something like that. And I was like, ah, you know, it feels they feel bad. And then one time he blew up on me, and I was like, ah, what is this? You know, <laughs> as a play. But it's the same thing, like you know, when you come out. But I, but I'm, I'm telling you, um, uh, Belichick. Um, like Parcells, play a lot of mind games. Yeah. So I don't know if some of his blow-ups at me was intentional or you know, or or they was real blow-ups. You know, it wasn't right. something to try to motivate me or whatever. 
because what is now this is my my best one i hope you hear this story <laughs> um and you guys play it for him some kind of way that <laughs> guy got he got me on the sideline now he he left me in charge of running third down pass rush defense right yeah, right okay now all of a sudden the, at the last minute he changes my game plan he changes the game plan we gonna go with this stuff and i'm like that is that we're not coming we can't do it yeah right. um and, and, and it was a matter of fact it was um uh, tim Thibault when, when he was in denver and you know he got he got he started like the last three games be- yeah. before he um, played against us, and he's setting the league on fire. Oh, Tim Tebow is dynamite and all this stuff like that. Yeah. So now Bill steps in and he wants to rush him a certain way. I already had to you know conjure up this game plan, blah 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 blah. So we're not we're like in the middle of the second quarter and we haven't even came close to. Right, and Bills comes over. When are we going to hit the quarterback? You better start getting the rush in. Just another. Um, and, and so I set up there, and, and I promise you, I promise you guys, and any of my defense alignment that was there, yeah. 2011, he, I, I said, Coach, because uh, when he said, you know, I better get, better get that, better get a rush, get that, and I said. Okay, coach, do you want us? You want me to um, realize how you want him to rush, or how I want him to rush? I don't care what you do. <laughs> da, 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 you go. I when I turned around back to my people to line, and I saw their faces, and everybody faces, they they was dying like, let's go get them. Oh, I dropped down to a D. Blah 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 blah. blah. I restored, restored my my game plan to pass rush. Seven sacks later, <laughs> there you go. And we should have had an eight. Um, well, Bob Mikovich missed him twice on one play, and the other thing I missed, he ran back forty yards and then finally decided to throw the ball away. But uh, I mean, uh, that was that was my best Bill Belichick moment. Nice. Um, I'm getting cursed out on the sideline with all my players here. The only thing I can do is just tuck my tail, and um, but I got the last laugh. I nice. got the last. Good stuff, Peppa. <laughs> what what separates Belichick from the rest? Why why is he the best? Uh, I really think because he he has the check. He's he's old school, and while all these other guys is trying to reinvent the wheel, he's still just teaching fundamentals. Uh, teaching football, letting people understand what football really is. Now he goes for the smoke and mirrors and, and, you know, he might line a guy up somewhere where you think he don't supposed to line up. But if you got smart football players, that guy can change a position uh, or two. And, uh, I mean, I'm making it seem like it's real simple, yeah. but because it, it really is. Because I mean, football is still eleven players out there. It's it's still you know everybody is trying to reinvent the wheel. They want to start passing the ball and all this stuff like that, but they just don't know if you pass the ball so much, it's only so much you can do. Right. And when you start getting these guys that try to um, run different plays. 
instead of, you know, like the Hayden Fry philosophy is run it right, and if they stop it, then run it left, you know? Right, right. It's just, um, it's, my guys is better than your guys. But see, they, what, um, what the league is coming to now is people are not having that confidence in that. So you got coaches thinking that they are winning the game by the play calls, and it's, you know, it's, it's a little more than that. You know, players, you have to have some players that can – can go out there and, 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 and make plays and create plays. And, you know, he does, he does, he can, he knows, he knows how to hide. You know, I'm talking about Belichick now. He know he know how to hide his weaknesses and empower his, his strengths of, of his team offensively and defensively. Pepper, when, when you left the Giants in 92, which is still for a lot of Giant fans, I mean, we brought in what Carlton Bailey and Michael Brooks. It's still a, I think a, yeah. a, kind of a black mark on the organization. To be honest with you, like it gets <laughs> the, no seriously. The, the Sims dismissal after '93 gets looked at, but you know you were an All Pro here. You were you were the heir apparent to Harry Carson, pretty much. You were the man, and then you go to to, to Cleveland. Um, what was the what was that like leaving the Giants? Were you you know were you, were you bitter about it and? Did Belichick bring you in to, to pretty much run that defense and to to be the quarterback of that defense? Yes, uh, um, yes, and yes. Okay, I was very bitter. I yeah. was very bitter because I I thought the fight that I had um, in '89 to to, to to get my contract. Yeah, I was hoping that um, that kind of set some things straight who yeah. Pepper Johnson is and I'm gonna bleed blue forever. Right. Regardless. Yeah. And and um they restructured the company, you know, they gave me another contract in ninety one and so I, I'm I'm all set. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna be like Harry Carson and just do my, my career here with the New York Giants. Yep. And that that's break with me. And mm-hmm. had a lot of other things off the field just you know, just saying yes to a, a lot of things um, at that given time, um, and and tried to keep my composure during you know the ninety one and ninety two seasons mm-hmm. um, with some with the crazy. Uh, yeah. it, it was, I mean, literally, um, it's 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 hard. I mean, and I would like for everybody to understand that in ninety two when. Um, we changed our defense from from inside because Al Gro now Al Gro leaves yeah. and go with Parcells. Rod, uh, Rod Rust, England, right? Oh, yeah. So Rod Rust, okay. I tried, I tried not to say his name, but Rod Rust, okay. <laughs> Rod uh, comes in, and, and and just think about it. Just think about it. Here you are. You have you got some guys that we we we've been marinating, and we we was brought up in a culture, we was brought up with an attitude, and and it was proven twice already. Right. In other years we, we didn't have, we didn't get the ring from it, but other years uh, people can't uh, can't during that time, during those seven years, no one can say um they wasn't in for a fist fight right. uh, playing against the Giants. Right? right? Okay. And now you get uh you get Rod comes up in there and, and and Ray told me, Ray said, Pepper, y'all not fair. You should listen to the man, this, that, and other. But when someone comes in and tell you 
everything that you've been doing for those those past six years was wrong. Listen to what I'm saying, and then, then you start doing the math. The guy just got fired. Um, the defense we didn't respect. Um, you know that same aspect with us, and we are wrong. And this was right. No, that was hard. Ugh. That was hard. If he would have, if he would have just sprinkled a few uh, defensive calls or something in there, that would have right. been fine and dandy. But to totally change what we were already doing, that, that was that was a tough pill to swallow. If for me, to, if I would have went to New England, or because Dave Brazil came with him, and I, I would have went over to Pittsburgh and played another defense, okay, I can handle that. I could I could have I could have washed away what Coach Belichick and Coach uh, Parcells taught us and. Lamar and you know everybody, Romeo Pinnell, what everybody taught us, I could have washed that away mm. and, and restarted. Yeah. But for him to come into the Giants and then say what we were doing is wrong and let's we're going to do it this way, uh, that was that was a tough pill to swallow. Then okay, uh, so now Rod Ray, all these guys get out of here. And then you, we, we, uh, we bring Dan Reeves in. Pepper, hang on one and second. I, I just want to talk about one game real quick at the end of that season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you and Carl Banks against the Kansas City Chiefs just say, I'm not listening to you guys anymore and just go off and do your own thing? Because that game, you guys dominated them and they were a good team. And I remember Banks yelling on the sidelines, taking in oxygen. You had a great game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm full of it out of my mind. But I thought in that game, you guys went back at them and did your own thing. Uh, no, by that time, it was, you know, it was, uh, Rob Russ already felt like it was over. He, okay. he couldn't, he couldn't win. Um, the Washington Redskins game, the second Washington Redskins game is the, is the game that was bad for us. That, okay. that we, we, he gave in signals where we weren't running. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't running the calls okay. and stuff that that he was making, so that that was the bad game. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, um, it's just that, that, that was that was tough. That was yeah. tough for us. I, I I I thought I have thought about it a few times in the in the nineties afterwards. Yeah, and I was like, there's there's nothing going to change me and, and and make me feel different about that situation. You know that that was that was tough for them, and especially when um, I want to say Joe Bugle and those guys went to uh, San Diego. They went out to San Diego, and it was and I don't I rarely read the newspapers and watch ESPN and stuff like that, but every now and then it falls on my lap, and you know that down like Parcel, and um, he he they said something about. It was easier than when they went to San Diego. It was easier for those two guys to learn what 22, 23 other football players already knew than to try to teach those 23 football players yeah. what they know. Yeah. But what they, they sprinkled in some things where they thought needed a little fine tuning. Yeah. And I was like, ah, why couldn't we get those guys? Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But right. Um, that, that was. 
that was our mindset. We were, if if, if, if that would have been my second year in the league, I I would have uh, bought into it. Yeah. But that wasn't my second year in, in the league, and we already have a couple of championships. We already um, shown that we were a dominating defense, and we did it from from simplicity and because of all of us knowledge that we were taught about the game and about opponents. That's why we fought the way we fought. Yeah. Hey, everybody, you listen to Jerry Full and Chris Bisignano, Giant Insider. We're on with the legendary Peppa Johnson. Peppa, um, just to remind some people, you know, first team All Pro, 1992 time Pro Bowler, over a thousand tackles in your career, five seasons with a hundred plus tackles. Um, my type of guy, Jerry Foley's type of guy. Why? Because there's a Twitter account out there, Peppa. I know you've been following it now. Big Blue VCR <laughs> shows a lot yeah. of old footage. And there's a f- classic shot of you, a classic play of you, I should say, of you losing your helmet and making yeah. a tackle. Yeah. And that's the type of player, Pep, for people who never saw Pep alive, who weren't fortunate enough to see Pep alive. Yeah, that's the type that. of player... Yeah. You were a big man, you know what I mean? Um, you would run through a wall to win a football game, um, which is my, me, and I know Jerry personally, type of player. That's what you want, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Pepper, Carl Banks likes to, I'm going to just drop back into the old crew again. Banks <laughs> likes, he likes to talk about interchangeable. That's what was the key to your success back then. So I'm going to ask you, I'm sure you probably might piggyback that, but what was what made you guys so good? You're like six deep, and everybody knew their role, it seemed like. So, Pepper, get into that a little bit. Why are you guys so fluid? Why are you guys so smooth out there and so good? Well, I, I, I'm telling you, we it was we had 10 linebackers, and all of us, we felt like could play and start on majority of the teams in the league. Yep. Like, um, so we, we had a bunch of starters. And the story that I just gave, like, we um, we had great teachers. We had great teachers that taught us the game, that taught us individually. You know, I had another Harry Carson story. I didn't, I didn't get along with Johnny Parker. I, you know, not that I didn't get along with Johnny Parker, but I was like, I'm going to have a very bad relationship with Johnny Parker if he thinks, you know, I was our strength and conditioning coach, if he think I can lift the weights that Harry Carson lifts, I, mean, <laughs> I can't lift those weights. I can't do that and, and keep it up, yeah. right? Yeah. And but Johnny was willing to work with me. And so he gave me my own program. You know, I, I, right. not, and I, I don't want to sound like I was, you know, like I was a baby or, or you know, and crying about it. I tried to do it, but I knew sooner or later it was going to wear me down. But it, but I'm looking at Harry Carson, um, you know, 10 years in the league, this is 11th season, and, yeah, he can lift these weights. I'm not a weightlifter. Right. But Johnny was willing to work with me. And Johnny was willing to, uh, uh, to teach me how to, to lift weights. That not just the stuff that, you know, Coach Belichick, Coach Park, Parcells did out on the, you know, on the field and all our other coaches. Lamar Leachman, um, he didn't just let you pass rush. He taught you how to pass rush. Right. And when it worked, you was like, I, you know, I, I was jumping up and down. Hey, Lamar, did you see me? You know, 
um, but those that that's that's what they breed. That's what, um, what how we grew up. And those guys passed the torch. You know, Harry, George, those guys passed the torch. So now I am expected to do the same thing to the class of Canavis McGee that came in came in after me. Yeah. And so that's 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 the true blue. You know, that's what with, with, with the giant defense and what we were what we were about and we just, you know, we we took pride in that. We took pride in it. We and and Harry, Harry um he might he might deny it, but then again I don't know. Harry he might not. But Harry said he all he every game we go out and play, uh we don't play against the other team linebackers, but we better perform better than the other team's defense. That's what he that's what he expected. So uh, it already is. It was already hard enough uh, trying to make a tackle with Harry, uh, you know, next to me and Banks on one side and right. LT on another side. You know, where, where do you get it? How do you get make a tackle? You yeah. try to grab somebody's ankle. <laughs> so we you start diving over people, and you if you got your helmet knocked off, you didn't have you could you didn't stand a chance. But, uh, I mean, you didn't have time to go back and pick up your helmet. You, Better go and make that play. And people expecting on you and counting on you to make that play. You shouldn't. Have, I should have got my helmet knocked off. <laughs> well, you, you you know, Pepper, you you're hundred percent right. But as you know, and as we all know, there's some guys that might throw in the towel after losing a helmet during the play. And that was that yeah, wasn't accepted yeah. back in that wasn't accepted back in the giant days with Parcells. <laughs> no, no, no. We we're going. We we I I, I, I witnessed Mark Bavaro. Um, Getting his jaw wired up. Yeah, I witnessed Carl Banks playing with his uh, with a cast from yeah. his shoulder to his wrist. Yeah, and he could just make a tackle with one shoulder, and he was still out there. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, and, and that was that was for us. That was that was for his teammates. That wasn't anything just for Carl, and that wasn't him being selfish or or trying to set some playing record or anything like that. That was just Carl Banks just not feeling like he did not want to let his teammates down or Mark Rump not wanting to let his teammates down. Um, I can go on and on and on with a lot of a lot of guys that um, that did some things like that. I had a hip one. Me throw myself up in there and trust me, you know, I don't even wish that on my well, a couple of my worst enemies, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's. I mean, it's that's it's football. That's uh, at the given time. That's what you do. And we didn't have ourselves told us you didn't make the club in the tub. So um, we didn't have time to to sit around and just cry about it. And you know, so on side. If I could run and I could tackle, then I'm playing. Pepper, of all the opponents that you had in the 80s, had some great teams, man. The 49er teams were great. The Washington teams, Eagles gave you trouble. Um, who, who was the toughest opponent for you guys, whether it was mentally or physically? You know, it's, it's funny if you say that. So, so kids just ask me that. They ask me the same question. And I'm like, I, I, I really don't know because we, we, God, we were so strong-headed. We, like, we... Yeah. We didn't think of it like that. We didn't right. think of it like, God, this is this is going to be a tough game because of these guys like this. No, we. It was another game. It was another challenge. Everybody was 
was respected, was highly respected, but um, we felt like we had the upper hand. You know, we felt like the the our defense was going to answer every any questions. You know, and 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 that was our attitude about it. Um, I would say uh, Randall Cunningham was probably mm-hmm. the only guy that kind of drew a little extra. Yeah, and. And you talking about guys running sprints after practice, trying to go in the uh, equipment room um, with Eddie, trying to find the lightest shoes. Um, you know, you didn't wear the big thigh pads. You wore the little, the light thigh pads that game. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you knew you, you, you know, you was getting ready to chase him. You was going to have to run uh, Randall down. Um, but every, you know, I, I mean, like you said, you can't. Yeah. Everybody in our division. People, you know, say, well, the Cardinals were the weak team. No, you look at the 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 records for the Cardinals, they beat everybody outside of the division. Yeah, <laughs> they just couldn't right. they couldn't pull it off in the division. They were, you know, we beat them by two points, a field goal one, you know, um, a couple of times. Um, they 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 hung in there. It's just our division, the NFC Eagles, was was so tough. It was it was tough. Yeah. Pepper, we're going to talk about a little modern Giants. Um, last year, Gettleman makes a trade, you know, in the middle of the season for Leonard Williams, okay? Um, yeah. You coached Leonard when you, in your time yeah. with the Jets, which made me sick, by the way, that you actually had some green on, but uh, that's just <laughs> As a player, too. Okay? <laughs> but yeah. – you well, know, uh, don't blame me. Don't blame me as a player. I, I was following um, right. those bills. Yep. I but uh, as a coach, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, I can. I, I, give it to me. You, you can. You can slap me in the face the next time you guys see me because I don't know why I did. No, I just maybe sick to see that green hat on and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> but Pepper, you know, everyone goes out, gives up a three and a five for Leonard Williams, um, a solid player and all that. You coached him with the Jets. A lot of Giant yeah. fans are not happy with this trade. They just, you know, the, the guy's got four years on tape. Everybody knows what he, you know, he could do. Solid player, like I said. But, you know, tell us about him, Pepe. You know him personally. You coached him up every day. Um, talk about him a little bit. What does he bring to the table? I mean, we all know what he could do. We've seen him four years. But tell us something else maybe Giant fans don't know about him. They, the mistake was they should have brought me over with him. It should have been a package deal. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, you're one advocate in Banks. Banks a huge advocate for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, I don't know. It, it, uh, Leonard is a very, um, a very, very good player. He's not. He's not just a solid player. His where, where, if Leonard is guilty of anything, he's guilty of being too much of a teammate. Mm-hmm. Is uh, like he's not. He's not selfish and won't just go try to make plays on his own. He's that guy that he's going to sit there at the line of scrimmage and make sure everybody has some stuff under control before he goes forward. Hmm. And um, if they if they if they decide to bring that out of him and make him go forward, and and his teammates around him can give him that confidence to man just turn it loose, you you will see a different beast. Um, because it, the, the Leonard Williams that was at USC, yeah. like you didn't see um, a lot of 
individual plays by him. You didn't just see him just um, throw it down on the ground, run around a couple of other guys, jump over somebody, and, and, and go make a play. Uh, you, you didn't see that, but you knew he was capable of it. Right. Um, right. But he wasn't giving up anything. Uh, he wasn't he, – he only farmed his land. He didn't go out and try to take care of other people's business. He only farmed his land. What we did, we stressed him out a little bit and told him it's okay to run the prairie. It's okay to get over there and make a play over here and, and make a play over there, and you don't have to just mind your gap. Right. So if you uh, – um, I don't know what style defense they have been running over there. I, you know, I, don't, I don't know. But if you're telling Leonard Williams he have a gap which a lot of people um, does that mess nowadays where, where everybody, you know, one gap defense and all that stuff like that, then you're not going to get Leonard Williams running out of his gap because that's what he was told to defend his gap. Right. And he's defending, and so he's, he's defending his gap. You take the, um, the leash off of him and you tell him to go and make plays and do it by any means necessary, you right. will see a different player. Um, from the rims. Well, or you just bring Pepper Johnson in. And I was going to say, him. maybe they should have done that too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm going to get fired because they ain't the best around to tell me. No, no, no. Well, but it'd be interesting to see how the new coordinator, Patrick Graham, does use him, Pepper, you know? Yeah. Um, and, that's, you know, that's I mean, some... and of course, we're, we, we, we have, uh, Patrick and I have a relationship, and, um, and Patrick understand that. And, you know, and hopefully, you know, Patrick does just, you know, just, just turn him loose because he, I, I'm telling you, the guy is more than capable. He's yeah. more than capable of, of, you know, like last year with him, he had double digit sacks. So was he one short? He might have to maybe was a half, half sack short, but he still, he led all defensive tackles um, with sacks. He made um, another um, dozen, I think, tackles for a loss. Uh, that same year, he the guy is more than capable of making those plays, but he's not going to do it if he's not instructed. If he's not given the right. okay, he's just he's not that guy. He's not going to rebel on the system. He's he's, he's not type of Josh. Oh, did I say that? Hello. <laughs> Can we take that out of the podcast? No, but he he's, he just I'm. I'm that, that's the best way that I can sum him up. If they, you know, if they they take the shackles off of him and tell him uh, um, to go and make plays, it's going it's okay uh, um, to vacate your area, and it's okay. Um, you don't have to protect this guy and protect that guy. Just you know, and, and make some plays. Uh, Leonard Leonard is more than capable of going to make plays. Pepper, would you would you put him out in that five technique a lot more? I, once again, that's that's uh, that's a tough question for me because I don't know um, their personnel collectively. I don't know um, uh, the, the theme of the defense. You know, I, I really don't know. You know exactly what Patrick is going to do or what they did in the past. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of a tough well, question. To, to you ask know, me. Uh, you know what, Pepper? Let me rephrase. I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't move Leonard around. Let me, ref let me rephrase. I'm not a fan of that. 
Okay, let me rephrase that just a bit. Like, do you think Lenny Williams should be out there more on that five? Uh, see, that, that, once again, it, it, All right. the guy is he, he's capable of playing. Like when we drafted him, well, um, we drafted him. Uh, he played nose guard. Yeah. Uh, in a, in a in a three four, he played the defensive um, end over the tackles, a five technique, like what you're saying. Right. And he, he got outside and played a nine technique in a four man line. So, yeah. um. He can do that. He can run. He's strong. He got length. Um, so he can play inside and outside. It's just your, your the scheme where you were one in that. And and like uh, again, when I when I talk about myself, I'm I'm old school. They didn't the 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 steel curtain, the purple people eaters. You know, doomsday defense. They didn't move left and right and bounce around and get into this front and that front and all that stuff like that. Lined up in one front and said, we're going we're gonna to vote a winner at the end of the day. Is yeah, it me, know. Joe Green, or, you know, or Reggie McKenzie, you know, and hmm. it, it, it went down like that. So, um, every, you know, again, this is, you asked me about the question about Coach Belichick. You know, it's, it's like, you know, while people is trying to reinvent the wheel and trying to move people around like, like Carl Mecklenburg, it's like you don't really have to do that. Just line you guys up and tell him to, to win that fight. Uh, and if he's scared and he don't win the fight, then you know you should get you another player to, to take that position. To me, Carl, uh, yeah. to me, Pep, it always comes down to beating that guy in front of you. It's football. It'll never change. That, that's what I'm saying. So, and, and, But um, offenses nowadays, it's so many different blocking schemes that you can line up um, over the left guard the entire game and, and, and say, let's say he plays, and he might see the same block four times. He right. may see the same block four times, right. right? If he's lucky, right? We we we've did studies like that with pass rushers that, that the opportunities that pass rushers get to actually go to the quarterback. And unless you are losing the game, uh, I mean, unless you're winning the game, they're losing, and um, they're down and trying to catch up. You really don't get as many, you know, the team might throw 50 passes, but you really don't get 50 opportunities to just um, to, to pass for a one-on-one with that right. guy. You got right. from the defensive calls, you might have a, um, a blitz or pressure or something, which runs you away from, you know, the opportunity to pass rush. Uh, you might uh, um, flip your defense and run a different front where you don't do it. They run. There's short. There's three-step um, drops. There's five-step drops. There's play action. Um, you know, when you get different protections, you you don't get as many opportunities as you think you um, you know normal people get. Right. They pass the ball fifty times. That's what you know Joe Public thinks. But right. really, the guy got five opportunities to rush the quarterback. Um, Work, you know, and got a one-on-one opportunities. Can gotcha. take advantage of that? Yep, gotcha. Pepper, you had a little crossover with Joe Judge. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't know what your opinions are, but if you if you have one, what, what kind of guy did the Giants hire here for head coach? Yes, yeah, and that uh, and that's this is bad because um, yes, I do know Joe and was there, but Joe was uh, when I was there, he was our assistant special teams coach. Got it. So I I can comment on his work ethic. And I know he's a diligent guy. I know he's a, um, he's a grinder. And he's going to try to get the best out of all his players, his, his, the best of his abilities. I, I, I know that because I, I've, I've witnessed that. But uh, how he handles a whole team, um, how he goes about that, I didn't get the opportunity to witness um, – the you know the special teams coach walking away and him yep. being the solo special teams coach I, I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to witness that or I don't think anybody really know how someone is going to be a head coach the first time that they are a head coach but my I, I don't want to be a hypocrite now I do believe he's a good people person and I think that takes um that that's a qualification that's that's overlooked. A lot of guys get head coaching jobs just because they can call offensive plays right. or just because they can call defensive plays, their coordinator, and that doesn't really get it to me. Um, when we were, you know, when we first started talking, we were talking about Coach um, Coach Parcells. He's a people's person. So he's going to find ways for each and every player going to treat you individually differently and he's going to find that way to get every one of his players motivated um, by all means necessary. And he's not going to just generalize and just say, just because I said um, we're not, you know, everybody got to do up-downs or everybody got to run a lap, that means we should go out here and win the ball game. No, he's going to, he's going to teach you why the scoreboard, I mean, that the scoreboard says giants and, the, and then it says visitors. And how you as strong as the weakest link, and you know that's that's the things that's possible. So I I I don't know um, that no, about fair. Joe Gillis. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, you gotta... Peppa Peppa finally um, for me. I like to get into just um, you know you the XFL kicks off. Um, you were named defensive coordinator, <clears throat> linebacker coach of the Los Angeles Wildcats, and something happened. They played a game, and they they decided to go in another direction. Pepper, what, what you know? What exactly happened over there in Los Angeles? And um, if you don't mind getting into it a little bit, I my private investigator is still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I don't. I, I I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I um, I can be just as bad, and I can say, you know, they gave too much power to a person that, that really didn't need, um, but it couldn't handle that much power. Um, right. I could say that the guy was a little jealous of me because I I never sweat. I, I, don't, I didn't panic. I didn't do anything like that. Um, but I was I was given an opportunity to to be a defense coordinator, which I loved, and I, I I jumped right on it. And but I 
I made a promise to myself and I did not keep it. I, I said, the next time I take a, a job, I'm going to interview the interviewers and make sure I'm going in a, uh, the proper place. Nice. Now, I've had um, history um, with the head coach uh, just just by, you know, in passing and combines and talking like that. Right. So I, I let that take over a little bit, but I, I should have dug a little deeper, I, obviously, that uh, we play one game, and that one game, I he stopped me from calling the plays after the first series. Three plays, they scored a touchdown on the third play. Um, guy got beat by um, a terrible double move. Put him in the defense so he can play the deep part of the field so he won't get beat by a double move. And the kid was a little – he was a little scared. I, I don't I, – you know, I don't want to – Okay. Make him feel bad if he listened to it, but he was a little scared. I could see it in his face. Okay. But, um, but after that play, I was no longer allowed to to use my playbook. I couldn't. I couldn't use my playbooks. I couldn't use my calls. He, he limited the calls that I that I could make. Told me to just make these uh, to call these two defenses, only two defenses, and. Uh, the team, our offense, had seven turnovers. And all of them, um, the, the team, uh, you know, got the ball across our 50. And so, the, uh, really, it was five, it was five turnovers. And um, it, was, it was four turnovers. It was a fumble on special teams and two four and outs. Uh, you know, fourth down, they, they, they um, you know, didn't make it on fourth down. So right. that's seven turnovers. And we only gave up 37 points, but I get fired. So I, if, if you could tell me why, uh, why I got fired, or if anybody could tell me why I got fired, um, I'm, I'm more than happy to hear it. But I, he did when he uh, kind of gave up in the fourth quarter that the game was over, he did give me back the reins um, that I could call my defenses. And I went out there and, and called my defenses, and we went um, three and out, two straight um, series. And then he took it away from me. Interesting. I mean, what yeah. – I mean, Pepper, what, what – when he decided to go another direction, what exactly – Oh, who told you? Was it Winston Moore? Like, who told you? Oh, when I got fired? Yeah, he came when to he, fire when me. When he brought you in and said, Pepper, we're going to go in another direction, was it Winston Morse? I mean, who who explained this to you? Yeah, yeah. He, he came and um, he fired me in the parking lot, you know, outside the player's hotel. Did he but give I, you I a knew piece it, I knew it was Pepper? coming. Oh, you knew it was I coming? I knew it was coming. Okay. Yeah, he, he, wanted, he wanted to walk in. Yeah, because we had a meeting. He called us. We didn't – he wouldn't talk to me after the game. He wouldn't talk to me at, at halftime. He wouldn't talk to me after the game. Um, and we missed our – we were supposed to have a meeting on Sunday, and he canceled that – he canceled the, the meeting, uh, uh, the staff meeting. 
Um, matter of fact, I think it probably was a little practice, a little warm up too, but he, he canceled all that or he didn't show up something like that. I can't remember. But, um, then I, we get a, a, a group text about everybody on staff. We're meeting in, you know, we had a different hotel where we, where we were, where we had meetings from the players hotel. So he told us, uh, you know, everybody meet in this hotel, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. And then I, that Sunday night, I got a, a text from him, uh, saying, no, no, I, I take that back. That Sunday night was when the, the, the text that was saying, um, we're meeting at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. That Monday morning, I get a text saying, um, meet him at the players hotel. At seven o'clock in the morning. Nice. That's when I knew. So it's like, why? Well, if you're going to meet me, if you have anything good to say, why won't you meet me at the hotel where we're already going to have this meeting at eight o'clock? Right. So gotcha. when he called me and told me, I mean, when he texted me and said that, um, I, I pretty much knew it. I, I called my assistant. And he was like, get out of here, Pepper. You know, but he, how can he fire you? He, he, you know, he's crazy. He's not that crazy. I said, dude, trust me. I, and I told him, I said, hey, when um, when we got that group text, everybody got to be there, to, from video guys to the trainers, and everybody has to be in a meeting. I was like, somebody is getting fired. Somebody is making made an example out of it. Um, uh, little did I know it was me at the given time Sunday night. Right. But um, Monday morning when I got that text, like 6.30 in the morning, where are you and, and this, that, and other, and, you know, meet me at seven o'clock over here. Um, so he asked me, um, uh, you know, he, he was standing outside of the hotel when I pulled up. So I didn't even park into a parking space. I seen him, I pulled over on the side and he, uh, where do you want to do this? And I was like, Hey man, I don't need to go in there right here. So he told me, they're going to go in another direction. And I shook his hand. I told him, thank you. Um, because it was, it was I, I, I had enough. I had enough of the charades. I didn't know what was going on half the time. Um, stuff was changing spur of the moment. Right, but right. I, was, I was heavily groomed um, to, and, and told and taught how to be a problem solver. So I never, I never wavered right. um, one way, you know, um, whether we was, you know, we threw in another defense that he wanted to run or he told me to throw my defense out or we changed practice schedules or we took yeah. stuff off the script and all kinds of things like that. It's just, I never wavered one way or another. And I, I guess that bothered him. Well, Peppa, I want to thank you for sharing that because, you know, when that happened, you know, the giant family, you know, the fans, so many people I know after one game, what it, you know, what it was, and a lot of people were like, what the, you know, what is going on? Like after one game, are you kidding? You know, a lot of people just didn't know what the hell happened, you know, Peppa, and, yeah. and they were like, exactly. you know, do this with, and a lot of people thought, a lot of people thought, you know, knowing me, especially some of my friends, Right. It was like, Pell, what did you say to him? Yeah, well, uh, Why uh, did you curse him out or whatever like that? But I, I'm telling you, I didn't say well, anything. I didn't curse at him. I didn't look I, at him or anything. 
Well, I got to be honest with you, Pep. Myself, when I first heard it, because I know you could be fiery on the sideline. You were a fiery player, and I know you could be fiery on the sideline as a coach. And I got to be honest with you, Pep. The first time, when I first heard that, I said, oh, Pep must have got up in his face and told me where to go. And, and you know, and, yeah. and he went their separate ways. This is why I actually, even before we went on the air, I actually, if you mind getting into it, to kind of clear yeah. the air a little bit, Pep, because there's a lot of, there was a lot of unknown about what happened with you in L.A. So thank you for that. Exactly. And you guys, um, the first the first people, first media that I have um, came out and said anything about that. Now, of course, my friends, my family and everybody know, but you guys, give me first. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, listen. Giants, what it, yeah. Well, listen, you but know. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's really, really, I was a... I had a lawyer because he when he fired me, okay, fire me was one thing, but he he fired me without pay. So um, the excuse, I mean, they, so that was saying that um, uh, I failed to perform, and my contract said that I I failed to perform, so they don't have to continue paying me. And so that's when Pepper Johnson got pissed. So now I called in lawyers, and now we were getting ready to go into arbitration and all this stuff like that. Right. So that's why I've been, um, you know, silent about the whole ordeal because I was advised not to say anything. I hear just you. Keep all my texts and and everything, all types of information. But yeah, now well, um, you know the league goes up under. Um, they they file for bankruptcy. Uh, I, you know, the remaining of my contract is have been reduced even more now, so I'm not going to even worry about it. So I can tell the world what really happened. So we can we can we can well, put this out. Well, we can I put this out then. I don't, I don't really know. I, 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 with all honesty, I really don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. What did you say, Jerry? No, I said we can put this out then. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, listen, yeah, listen, Pep, when we put it on Twitter for everybody to listen to the podcast, you know, Jerry will put put it out there and find out, you know, what the real reason what happened in L.A. Because a lot of people are mystified by it, Pep. I got to be honest with you, you know? Yeah, so, I, I don't blame I, you. Trust me. I mean, you can imagine. I know a lot of people. I got a lot of phone calls. It was because it was so many people that were so happy for me because they knew that was that was the reason why I left the that I was, I, I, I asked Coach Belichick, hey, man, I'm I'm ready to, to, yeah. to fly. I'm ready right. to spread my wings. You know, right. I, I think I can, I'm, I'm ready for this. I can I can do this. And little, I know I had staples in my wings that, you know, yeah. it was, it was going to be a fight. And I, I took that opportunity to try to show people that um, I'm capable of doing it. But I I had fights. I had, I it was a a very big fight that I didn't know I was in. Like I, I didn't see. I did not see that coming in the game. I did not see that you know that response. And of course, I didn't see the firing um, coming about until, like I said, I got that text. Uh, well, I've been in the league far too long to know that. No one is calling a meeting in a yeah. totally different place, uh, you know, an hour before another meeting. Well, it sounds hey, you did a great job. It, it sounds like to me it was total and complete amateur hour, and yeah. um, 
Listen, Pep, um, it was a pleasure talking to you, my man. Um, listen, you know how much Carl Banks loves you. I talk to Carl a lot. And um, Harry Carson, another guy, you know, um, I see Harry in the locker room. Now I won't this year because of everything going on. But talking to Harry the last few years in the locker room, he thinks very highly of you. Loves you, man, um, as most yeah. of your, your ex-teammates do. Pleasure to talk to you, Pepper. Um, thanks for everything, my man. Guys, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I, as you can see, um, I get the reputation of that I talk too much. So I'm, your oh, podcast is... probably have like 5,000 Pepper Johnson words and uh, 100 this... words from you guys. For... No, man. This, <laughs> trust guys. me. I don't know. Listen, I didn't, I didn't they... let y'all talk much. Trust yeah, me. They, they don't want to. They... Yeah. Pepper, trust me, they don't want to listen to me and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to hear from you, so we're, we're good. Pepper, just uh, one one thing, it. one thing. You brought up Cunningham before. I just want to thank you. In 1990, at home, when I think he jumped for a third and one it was near the goal line, and you yeah, yeah. grabbed him in midair and slammed him to the ground. So as somebody who lived on yeah. the cusp of Philly and New York, I had a lot of Eagle fan friends. That one always uh, <laughs> has a sweet spot in my heart, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, but everybody, everybody remember when uh, when my college roommate, my brother, um, hit yeah. me on the sideline chasing right. Randall. How, how does that make? How does that make? Um, uh, what is it? Google, YouTube, whatever. They you know you, they Google me. I'm sorry, I'm bad with all that yeah, stuff. Right. But they 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 Google me. Um, Pepper highlights in the first play, come up there and keep buyers knocking the mess out of me. How does, how does that work? That's because up until that point, the Eagles had nothing. Feel, they just, they just had that I feel hit. like that's I'm right. Rodney Dangerfield. Pepper, every time every time you hit up Randall Cunningham, they always show the call banks yeah. in this tackle. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, yeah, you gotta, so yeah, well, I, I, I yeah, I'm, break- I'm better. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that way. I hope you're breaking chops to this day about how uh, you know he makes the highlights for that Randall Cunning Cunningham play. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's I, like good fun, hey, man. We, we still break banks. He's he still my right? big brother. He's still my big brother. Oh, Charlie, get me in the headlock with the quickness. What can he's I do? The, he's the man, oh. Pep, uh, and he loves you, yeah. my man. I can tell you that he loves you, Pep. Exactly, I love him too. And man, all oh, my. You know, and that's, that's, that's something else, too. Let me, you guys got time? Can I stress go that ahead. moment? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, think, I think our group, I don't know what other teams do. I, I, I really don't know, and I really don't care. But um, that, those giant teams, how we are so close. I tell people all the time, I have about 30 phone numbers in my, in my phone right now. And I think if, um, if I had the, the, the other guys that I don't have, phone numbers um i'm quite sure i can call one of these 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 30 guys that i have it can get the other person's phone number if i if i had if need be um we all stay in contact with each other and i i think that's that's so great i think that is that is so great i just talked to greg Glasgow like a couple of days ago um again it's just laughing and, and trust me it's, it's like this freaking podcast i mean i don't mean it's freaking but it's like the podcast it's like we we start reminiscing and then we say man let's just stop talking about football then we start talking about our kids and this that and get back to football and like, what is how going about, on here pepper how about 56 you still talk to him of course because I'm, I'm down here so um you know of course you know i, I tell him Hey man, um, you need a you need a four you need a fourth. 
And he was like, no. And or he don't answer. He don't answer my text, or he don't answer um, the phone call. And I and I so I hit him again. I said, now, you know, on the third time, I'm gonna call you like every time I think you are putting. I'm gonna call you and and keep leaving messages and leaving texts and all this on this phone till you call me back. Then all of a sudden he called me back, and you know he got. A, he clowned me for a little while, and then the next thing you know, he said, hey, man, can you come down? But uh, I know he's still playing golf right now. I just I, – I, oh, I, I can't go outside with this COVID. I can't. I can't, I, I can't well, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure that's not slowing him down for playing golf. Yeah, he's still playing. He's still playing. I, oh, oh, I leave him a message. Hey, man, uh, I, I'm just checking up on you just seeing if you're doing well, so – don't call me back if um if you're doing okay, you know. Pep, uh, just a mess with. Hey Pep, if he yes. we, we've been we're gonna try to reach out to him. If he ever reaches out to you, go who are these giant insider guys? I hope you put the good word in for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I will, I will, I will. He, but but good luck with him though. That that guy right there, he, he, that's a different yeah, beast. So, uh, no, you know what what you what you have to do? You have to time it up when he's coming to New York, especially. Uh, like in the in the summer, like well, like you know, he he'll come to New York um, because he can still play golf there. Like you, you're not going to get him in New York when um, come December now. In February, yeah, you're, I, you're not going to get him because <laughs> yeah, February. You're not going to get him. You're not going to get him in New York then. So um, if you if he's in town, give him a call. Yeah, he'll, he'll call or he'll probably even show up. Hey, fifty two. <laughs> 52. Thanks again, my man. You stay safe. You and yeah. your family. All right. Thank you, guys. Great you stuff, do. man. Yeah, Thanks so much. Time. Excellent. All right, boss. Take care, Papa. Chris, man, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. And, and guys, I apologize if we always say it. But the thrill that our dads would get <laughs> if we could tell them oh my mm. god we just talked to pepper johnson my dad would be like why the hell is he talking to you for <laughs> so <laughs> i mean that was absolutely yep. awesome yeah yeah it really was uh pepper gave us a lot of good stuff really yeah. did uh class guy fun guy he was a fun guy when he played right jerry he was a big yep. big ball of fun you know and uh but of course serious when he stepped on this you know on the field you know so uh yeah thank him again uh, real good, real good time with him. Yeah, the, the Parcells and Belichick stuff was incredible. So, yeah, I thought the story, Jerry, when he came up the field and he gave the f bomb to Parcells. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many players survived that. Yeah, well, you know what, Jerry, you yeah. know Parcells, you better be, you better be pretty good to do something like that. You know? Yeah, and and the the Banks one, are you re- you know what are we all doing? Like, oh my God, he must have felt so small. Like Carl Banks comes yeah. up, to you. you ready? Oh, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing on these plays? Oh, I know. What are we all doing? Oh, <laughs> that yeah. sucks. I could just could just picture as a rookie telling Banks, "Yeah, I know the defense. What's the problem? Oh you know, <laughs> yeah? yeah, okay. Right. You know what it? You know what everybody's doing out there? Oh, uh, okay. I'll go back in my room. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, anything yeah, else? Good stuff. Anything else, bud? No, that's it, man. Everybody, stay safe. All right, guys. Again, please go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go and put in your emails. And um, this is going to be all new for us now, so we're going to have a lot more content on there. Um, and I usually say Magster and all that stuff, but let's let's try this a little differently this week. Put in your emails, please, and I will tweet about it as well. Um, anything else, bud? No, that's it, man. Everybody, everybody, be good. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.